Two words to describe Rita Murray are joyful and humble. Although Rita's career and list of accolades are extensive, her humble spirit shines through because of her intentionality of relationship. Her joyful spirit on top of her humble spirit will definitely lead you to being inspired by Rita. You're going to love this conversation. Here we go. Are starting the Rita Alita show. How about I love that? it. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. The Rita Alita. You're like, our names rhyme. I said, well, then we're going to do the Rita Alita show today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start right out with your number one hidden talent. So I want you to share what your number one hidden talent is. Well, a couple of things, but okay. um, I grew up in a town in Boston, so I love doing my Boston accent. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or my Irish brogue, being an Irish citizen. But most importantly, I grew up with an ability to memorize things. I, I just always had that. And I love drama, so I was in a lot of plays and could quickly, you know, memorize scripts. Yeah. Well, then, I, as this is about my life in Christ as well, when I came to know the Lord at a young age, at 21, and accepted Him, and it was, I was sold out. Mm -hmm. but then had a, a horrible experience through a very young divorce, got married to the man who led me to Christ. Wow. And um, it was very painful. And I just thought to myself, and I know it had to be God-inspired, yeah. that why not just memorize Scripture? Right. Um, and I began to search, and a friend had told me the word joy kept coming to her mind when she thought of me. And she said, think about just what Scripture would remind you of joy and start there. Wow. And so Philippians being the epistle of joy, right. I thought, let me just start there. Yeah. And I just embedded myself in the life of Paul in prison and thinking about how I felt like a prisoner in my home, away from family. I lived away. Yeah. Um, God had removed me from any of the protection I could have so I could spend time in the Word. And I also had a pretty long journey in the sense of stop and go traffic in D.C which gave me a chance to just fill my mind. You know, I, I remember the scripture about have the mind of Christ, you really can. Yeah. And I thought, I want to know if I really can. And so transformation and memorizing it yeah. and feeding on it and talking to myself and yeah. using it at every opportunity in meetings when I'd feel down and ready to cry. Instead, I'd remember his words and I'd talk to myself about so the high prize, the calling of the high prize of being in Christ Jesus, and that it's no longer I who live, it's Christ who lives through yeah. me. And I'd remind myself, and I'd probably look silly smiling, but it was just <laughs> using that superpower yeah. that God gave me well, to memorize well. Yeah, speaking the word, and, and yeah. really the word was meant to be read out loud, yes. but not only read out loud, but right. now you've memorized it and can speak it over right. yourself. Right. When somebody else isn't going to do it for you, you can do it for mm -hmm. yourself. That's and, so and, and cool. And years later, Alita, even, now this is almost 40 years we're talking about of having continually spoken this out yeah. loud conferences to myself yeah. when I wake up in the middle of the night and I just speak it back to myself again yeah. and it just puts me right back to sleep. But it's sustaining. So people talk about, well, will it last? It it does. Yeah. And I think at some point it may be the only thing we have. Yeah. 
You know, I was thinking about, um, you have told me that your friends will say you're very um, joyful in general. Were you like that before you memorized Philippians, would you say? I think so. Yeah. Um, But it didn't have the same power as the Holy Spirit has, because there's a confidence Mm -hmm. when you know Christ that's not of you. And and you feel, it's like an emboldening uh, emboldening feeling. And I... And so I didn't have that. It wasn't that kind of confidence, yeah. but I was, I was fun, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> fun in some ways that I'm glad the internet wasn't around then. But, but this, this joy is so lasting and yeah. um, it brings such peace and comfort. So that's what, that's what I love. Yeah, that's great. And you train on conflict. Yes. And I think that's interesting because there's joy Yes. Which you're, you know, that's really one of your right. top qualities, your characteristics, right. personality. And then you are very passionate about helping people through conflict because it can bring joy back into a relationship, right? right? If you can handle it well. Um, so you and I are teaching an entire class on conflict. Yes. I can't wait to actually record that together yes. because there's so much power in that. And I will say conflict has not been the my high, um, <laughs> I'm not the best at conflict. Right. Right. And I think just continuing to learn how to get mm-hmm. better and better because mm-hmm. I want to have the best relationships I possibly can. Right. And so tell me about how did you get into actually training on conflict? Again, back to the divorce. Mm-hmm. We have defining moments. I think God plants that. I, I really do believe if you're not broken, yeah. you can't know Christ like you do when you walk through it. Mm. Not around it, but through it. Yeah. And having this experience of being born again and, and learning, really, this was real. It took. Um, and it took because in many ways um, there was rejection by people who didn't yeah. understand the change. Uh, but so I had conflict. And a lot of it I couldn't resolve, but I did learn that I could use tools that became really helpful. And so I spent some time that I had, because interestingly, being a first-generation American, my parents are both um, came as immigrants to this country, which meant when I was being interviewed for a top-secret position, I had to await clearance. Mm. Well, this gave me a year. I mean, I literally took a year. Wow. So... You know, people went to Ireland, interviewed family members for me to take a position uh, at, at GE Aerospace at the time. And so that left me this year of being paid to sit and wait for my clearance. Wow. And again, God shows up. What a unique up. experience. And I, it was a book called Please Understand Me, which is a really interesting book. Uh, and it taught me about my post-divorce life. Who am I now is still a young person. I'm now divorced, which I never imagined. That label was, and then as you're a Christian, it's even doubly. And so I I dealt with myself, and it's understanding that there are ways to understand yourself so that when you come into situations with others, because alone, I'm fine, I can sort of manage the way God designed me or think about my own self-awareness, but when I'm with you, and then something comes up, how, how can we resolve that right. if we have a disagreement? Yeah. And how can we agree to disagree without being disagreeable? At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body He gave us. 
Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief, and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and I love their products because I feel incredible taking them. And I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first SmartShip order, you receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy mind, and a healthy spirit. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. Conflict is real. Yeah. And to avoid it is one of the greatest mistakes, but we do that constantly because yeah. we're not equipped to handle it. Yeah. And so to me, two things, intentionality, that I want us to work, whatever us means, my coaching client, my husband, my sister, my friend, yeah. I want us to work whenever we're together. And so realize that we may have a disagreement. Yeah. But we don't just you know, shove it under the rug or ignore it. We say, let's let's talk about our disagreement and the tools to do that. It can seem kind of strange, like tools to manage conflict. But I always, I like to say it's akin to consumer reports. Yeah. People buy consumer reports to figure out a car or a fridge, yep. uh, whatever, but they won't do it to figure out a relationship. Uh, and there are steps you can take, specifications yeah. you can evaluate, um, lessons learned, best practices. Yep. There's so much available today. Yeah. That's such and a great so I love point. That. We want to be able to fix objects. Right. And yet we're not trying to uh, take that intentionality, right. like you said, mm -hmm. in fixing or making right. our relationships better. Maybe just kind of taking right. it to the next level. Yes. Even. Yes. That's so good. And that's one of the things that both you and I have had a lot of experience with our keys for living. Yes. Um, yes. Resources and conflict is what we're basing yes. our entire class off of. And that's what I love so much about the keys for living yes. resources that we have, yes. the books, the eBooks, the quick study guides. Yes. It gives us an opportunity to say, here's practical help right. with biblical truth. Because the, right. the world cannot offer what Christ right. has to offer in terms of figuring out yes. how to yes. um, elevate. And so our, our relationships or yes. any issue that we have. So that's what I love is that practical help with right. biblical truth. Right. Yeah. And you know, I've been using those keys for a long time. Um, we're now together using them through coaching. Yeah. You're using them for women of faith. Yeah. They have really sound instructional design. Yeah. However, I'm also generationally sensitive. And so the beauty of what you're doing 
through this series is making it also live through video. Like yeah. what are practical ideas? What are relevant yeah. and timely opportunities for us to pay attention to being more intentional? Yeah. And I think importantly, realizing that we know from research that we get more intentional about conflict as we get older. Yeah. And we have more emotional intelligence because emotional intelligence comes through learning about others. I, I like to joke with people when I coach them, I say the greatest way to become emotionally intelligent is get married or have a child because, <laughs> and have a child, do both yes. and then boom. Yeah. Because now you know conflict is real. I don't want to avoid it. Yeah. I need to navigate it and I don't want to go around it. I want to go through it with yeah. the Lord. And there are abundant resources available. I mean, the whole Bible is just filled to me with stories right. of, conflict of conflict and success yeah. or not. Yes. Or not. But the greatest model of all was Jesus. Yeah. I, I, you know, you and I talked about what would Jesus do. But the question is, what did he do? It's right. in here. I mean, there's so many examples and that's yeah. what the keys do. Yeah. They actually pick out beautiful stories yeah. and then what are the ways that you can implement those yeah. in your life. I love that. And I like uh, the stories of conflict in the Bible of how they didn't do it well, yes. but it teaches you how you can do it well yes. instead. And yes. that's, I mean, we there's always that, um, here's a good example of conflict, here's a bad example of conflict. Yes. You get both in the right. Bible. There's so many wonderful stories. The stories, uh, you know, we talked about David and Abigail. Yes. And it's so rich it is. with learning how to handle conflict better. Right. You know, you talk about conflict and gossip put together. Yes. So I want to, I want you to touch on that briefly. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about that in the class, yeah. but I just think it's so powerful, especially for women and yes. gossip. Yes. It's, you know, we try to say it's not gossip, but it is. Sure. So t tell me more about that. Sure. So if we imagine that in every relationship, we have an opportunity to minister to the person, yeah. to the Christ in them, if they're Christian, Mm -hmm. or to the potential that we want to share the love of Christ in us with them, then we come at it from a standpoint of ministering to their spirit man, yeah. their spirit woman. And so this idea that it ought to be not about me, uh, but about you and yeah. how I pay attention to you and the way God has designed you and understanding my words are so powerful. Yeah. Our words, as James, the book of James talks about, can set a whole forest aflame. Yeah. So gossip, if we really take it seriously, women chatting with one another, chatting up, talking about, paying attention to, and usually we're concerned a lot with physical about each other, yeah. um, noticing things about each other, but guarding our tongue yeah. is, I think, one of the greatest gifts. Yeah. And there's a thing called today, virtue signaling. Have you heard of this uh -uh. phrase? No. So in our very divisive culture, unfortunately, in this last year especially, and I think we'll go on, virtue signaling is when I believe I'm doing something right by my decision and I reflect back to you to make you feel like, so I'm signaling my virtues to you, mm -hmm. as the, and this is gossip, and this takes up the offense. So it's, it's I'm trying to put on you a feeling of guilt yeah. for not picking up what my virtues are. Yeah. And I think it really destroys the bedrock of what virtues were in the first place. Mm -hmm. And especially as God provides us with an opportunity to understand, it's really about 1 Corinthians 13. Right. It's love, right? It's how do we not be rude, arrogant, pushy, yeah. impatient, et cetera, et cetera. It's hard. And so with gossip, it just, between women especially, it, it just fans a flame yeah. of fire that sets ablaze things. And I don't believe the motive is to do that often. Yeah. 
but it gets out of control. It's like a train wreck. Yeah. Because once it starts and someone says something, overhears something, repeats it, someone else picks up that offense, now all of a sudden they believe it. This gets back to conflict. But yeah. I won't go to the person that they're talking about or, as I do in conflict management and business especially, if someone tells me something, I say, stop there, stop there. Are you willing to let me bring in this other party that you're talking about so the three of us can discuss this? Because if you're not, please stop. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Because wow, what all do people is, usually say back to you at that point? Uh, they're shocked. Yeah. Uh, and, and <laughs> so I, like, and I, oh, no. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> if I'm in their office, I'll actually look like I'm reaching for a phone. To, oh, uh, no, no, let me think about it. Can I think about it? I'm like, yeah. you need to pray about it. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a great way. I do it with my family as well. You know, we get secrets, right? Yeah. We're, hey, don't. Um, and so how do we, well, wait a minute. Are you willing? Can we get her on the phone? Yeah. Or it, It's really important. And yes. I think we don't do hold each other able to have healthy conversations. I just don't even think people, they don't, don't even know how to do that. No. And that's what's so powerful about conflict and right. figuring that out. Yes. And having healthy relationships. It's so important. And yet we don't. It's not that we don't have the tools, we just haven't picked up the tools to actually use them. Right. That's probably the best way to say it. And I know as I'm getting older along the path of life, I'm getting bolder yeah. and realizing that apart from the Holy Spirit, it is very difficult to be discerning as Abigail was yeah. in the story of 1 Samuel with David. Beautiful story yeah. of relationship. And um, she was discerning and she took in the situation, the context, yep. the timing, the tact necessary. Yep. That takes time. Yeah. It takes intentionality and emotional intelligence to really scrub the word and find out what did Jesus do when he ran into these. He mm -hmm. always held on to his virtues, yep. to his beliefs, but he reached out to the yeah. other person to create the relationship that didn't deny their personhood, but it created this space where people felt at peace and he didn't want conflict, but he said there will be conflict. Yeah. And we ought to be prepared. We really need to be taking it seriously yeah. more and more and not backing off, but also not pushing over and trying to yeah. be what we're not. And, and so this is why for me, by design, how has God created me? And it's yeah. my passion to help people understand how God knit you together in your mother's womb yeah. and there are plans and purposes and all your days are numbered. And I think it's, more urgent than ever today to be in the Word of God. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about healthy relationships, and I know another aspect of that that you're really passionate about, yes. and you have a great perspective on this, is boundaries. Yes. And when I asked you about boundaries, I was like, I love your, your thoughts on that, because yes. there's a lot of different ways to learn about boundaries, and I would say a lot of people don't even know what boundaries are, right, that right. they can have them, yes. how to have that. Either you're in my life or you're out of my life. Right. Either you're you're all consumed with somebody mm -hmm. or you just have to put them right. away and right. they're completely right. out of their life. So tell me how, like, what's your perspective on boundaries? Mm -hmm. What are some ways that you've learned personally how yeah. to establish boundaries with others? So my fun one was through my divorce, mm -hmm. I decided to come up with a list of characteristics I would look for in a future husband. Wow. Because I honestly always believed that I was meant to be a wife. Now, I'd never thought about children. I mean, so some women I know are, I want to have children. Yeah. And I want to be married. I want it. But mine was, I want to be a helpmate to someone. Yeah. So I, God, prepare me. 
And part of that was setting boundaries for myself, realizing all of the things. And it was a period of years in a wilderness for me with the Lord after my divorce that I just thought, I need to come up with a list of what's okay and what's not okay Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And also I would then tell my nieces and they would laugh, I'd say, girls, you need to date around. And and their mothers, my sister would be like, what are you telling them to date around? And (laughs) And my brother with his daughter. I said, what I mean is gather data yeah. But you need to have a list of what the data is. And that's really hard to do at a young age. But having walked through that valley, I knew. I started realizing what had happened. Yeah. I was so unemotionally intelligent, unintelligent. I did not have any idea. The type of person I married at that time, the type of person at that time yeah. that he was as well, I wouldn't look at today or I would know how right. to coach them. I would know how to help them. Yeah. Today is today though. Yes. So what, what do I do to help people get this? What's okay, what's not okay? What are the boundaries for me? Mm-hmm. And then it's one thing to have them, it's another thing to assert yourself in them. Right. And to stand into them and be able to say, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, and be literally specific. So my husband, if he were here, would tell you, I gave him an assessment before I would even date him. <laughs> A personality <laughs> assessment because he needed to know, first of all, that is what mine so was funny. and his and what's okay and not okay in this. Yeah. And this is, a, there's a high cost to not doing this. Yeah. And, and we know the church is no different than the world. And what I mean by the world is yeah. anyone who's not in Christ that, you know, yeah. is out there marrying, but we, we don't know. You know what's interesting is people will do those personality tests yes. like, okay, they're engaged, they're going to get married. Yes. And then the pastor says, hey, do the personality test or hey, do these, have you guys talked about these questions? And really, first date, hey, can you fill this out first? Yes. <laughs> and we'll find out if we're compatible. And what's really funny is my first blind date with a seminary student after my divorce, he came to the door with an assessment for me. <laughs> So I used that model. I thought, I remember looking through the peephole and thinking, okay, he's kind of cute. Like, you know, all right. Let's, and he had papers for and you? he had papers for me. <laughs> I filled it out. It changed my life. That was a defining moment. Another wow. one was reading my profile. Yeah. Interestingly, he was my exact opposite, which at first is like, oh, this is cool. It wasn't cool over time. You know, yeah. opposites can attract, but opposites can attack. Yeah. And it's only a mature, emotionally intelligent, very intentional person yeah. who knows God put me with my opposite for a reason. Yes. And I am not going to just tolerate them. I'm going to totally learn to appreciate them. But that comes with real spiritual maturity. Yes. And so when we're intentional about our boundaries and realize we can use that not only in intimate relationships, but also with anyone, yeah. people really appreciate that that you have a line, there's yeah. a line in the sand. Well, and they know how the relationship is going to yes. work. Yes, When you can just mm-hmm. do whatever, it's not, right. it's not a satisfying relationship. It's not right. fulfilling. Right. As Rita and I have been discussing boundaries, I just thought I would share this. For me personally, understanding why I have boundaries has been so helpful for me. I am responsible for what is me and I'm not responsible for what is not me. The point of boundaries is for me to understand where I start and where I end. We weren't created to be responsible over all things. There's parameters set for our own protection and there's a freedom in this. It's for our own good. 
And I like to think about this question. What is included in God's blueprint on boundaries? We want to know what does God say about boundaries? And I want to share with you just one quick and simple thought on God's blueprint on boundaries. I want to tell you this, that we would let our yes be yes and our no be no without constant guilt. Now, this statement may sound like a foreign concept. I just want to encourage you though, you can live a life without constant guilt. You can establish healthy boundaries in your life so that when you say yes, you actually mean yes and, <laughs> let me encourage you, you say yes and you hold to it. And when you say no, you mean no and you'll actually hold to it. And you also will know it's the healthiest answer for yourself. Boundaries can be so powerful in your life. I never want you to miss how helpful boundaries can be. We actually have a class on boundaries and I would so encourage you to go listen to that class because having healthy boundaries, saying yes when you mean yes and saying no when you mean no and allowing that to um, guide your life without feeling guilty can be so powerful. So learn about boundaries, have those boundaries for yourself because that is God's desire for you. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. If we really look at gossip or we really look at yeah. conflict, when I want to assert my rights yeah. and I'm not thinking about you, then I can manipulate you easily. Yeah. And manipulation is not God's plan for us. No. And yet it just happens so And it's quickly. done subconsciously. Absolutely. We don't even know we're doing right. it until we come to, into emotional intelligence. Oh, that's what I'm doing to get my own way. Right. Or God holds up a mirror to us through our husband who says, hey, yeah. you need to look at what you just did. Right. And that's the beauty of yeah. honest relationships mm -hmm. is when they stop a person who loves us, a friend. Yeah. And that's what I think for women of faith, I have yeah. precious women like you yeah. and others who can speak truth in, yeah. hold the mirror up and say, wait a minute, that doesn't sound like right. you. Are you tired? Are you having yeah. a bad day? Yeah. What's going on? And, and get beneath that. So one of the love tests is to take 1 Corinthians 13, mm. put it on an eight and a half by 11, paste it on your fridge, but put your name on there. Rita's never proud, Rita's wow. never. And, and I look at that and I've encouraged people yeah. do that. Couples do that, put your names, don't put them together. Have separate lists because you have to remind yourself, wait a minute, we're never proud, right? We're never, and remind one another, yeah. not condemn one another, right. but just remember we're yeah. walking this together. We are to confess our sins to one another. Yes. And I think that's so powerful so that we can say, you know, I'm struggling with this. And right. sometimes when your friend does put the mirror up or your spouse yes. puts the yeah. mirror up, yeah. it's painful. Oh, it is. I do not like that sometimes. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. darn it, they're right. Yeah. And then, okay, I do want to be better in that. And I don't right. perfect it. I don't have it all figured out. Right. But at least I can acknowledge it and say, hey, I choose to be intentional yes. to do better. And I think one of the greatest elixirs is humor. 
<laughs> I laugh at myself more when my husband catches me being overly controlling, or I call, call myself a control enthusiast, <laughs> and I can be very, yeah. and he'll catch me on that and make me laugh at myself. Yeah, because those boundaries are maybe like, whoa, in this situation, yeah. let's move them a bit. Yeah, you know, they're awfully tight right yes, now. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I don't like to color outside the lines. My yeah. boundaries sometimes, so I'm learning they are they're not fixable. They're movable. Yeah. Which is hence why we have talked about the Rita and Alita show. We have a lot of commonality. Yes, we do. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it makes me feel better. Yes, my, I gotta say. As well, um, I want to talk about ICCI just yes. a little bit. Yeah. So International Christian Coaching Institute for those listening. Yes. Um, so ICCI is really how we met, and we haven't really yes. talked a whole lot about how do we know each other. Right. So, you know, it's been interesting how God places people together. And so through ICCI, we both train. Yes. So we help people yes. become coaches. Mm -hmm. And um, you were introduced to June Hunt at one point. Yes. We were as yes. well. And now here we sit together. And I think it's so it's... cool how, again, how... God can place us together yes. in um, such unique ways. I love it. Yeah. I, I think that's, again, where these keys for living to me are so valuable because they've come through generations of people steeped in the Word, now yeah. passed on to women of faith, now passed on to new yeah. generations who are not just looking at the words now, but they're hearing through video yeah. a message, a real message, yeah. across the ages of women from all different spaces and cultures and times and places of impact, yeah. and they're getting to hear it in sound bites yeah. and an opportunity to replay it. Wait a minute, what'd they say? And look at the transcript or read some more about it or go back to the script. So it's a, a, a multitude of resources for yeah. people to now explore yeah. themselves, explore conflict, explore lots of those keys. Yeah. You have many keys for women of faith. Yeah, yeah. And I even think through the life coaching, I think a lot of people really are still unsure what life coaching is. Yes, yes. Explain to everyone what a life coach is and how they can get involved with ICCI. So coaching is someone coming alongside who either has just the opportunity to help you discover. Yeah. So a lot of times it's a, a curiosity, a creating in someone mm -hmm. the ability to think about your design. Yeah. Um, how, how has God created you? What are your special talents, tools? What are you doing? Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? Yeah. Maybe you don't even have a plan. Maybe you've come out of a place of challenge. So the beauty of our coaches, mm -hmm. all of them, mm -hmm. is we have different emphasis yeah. on what areas we coach in. Because yeah. of my broad experience in yeah. leadership and business, um, I'm not in ministry per se, but I've always felt like my work is ministry. And so mine is leadership coaching. And I'm coaching forward, not back. So if people have had a bad past experience, I'm not coaching through that. We do have people in our coaching crew that are therapists yeah. that really can help unpack some things and figure out where are you, where should you go. I'm at often in the leadership coaching one-on-one -on -one with someone helping them excel even more, uh, better at what they do because maybe they've already discovered what their gifts are and that's why they keep moving up. But what we know from the research is the higher up you go, the less it's about your competence and the more it's about your behaviors. Yeah. And so that's where I use emotional intelligence, personality assessments, um, various tools that help them see themselves, not just through their eyes, but I do what's called a 360. So other people are weighing in. And the most important part is that's always shocking data. Right. 
So it's helping to take the trends and the patterns in that, the good stuff, promote that. And then let's tune some of these other areas, but not yeah. too many. Right. <laughs> um, well, I, I heard of the 360 survey. Actually, another previous guest, Ian Crystal, was uh -huh. talking about how he had one done on him, yes. that survey yes. done. And I said, you agreed to that? You yes. allowed people yes. to do that? I said, I'm not sure if I really want mm -hmm. to know. <laughs> I mean, that is intense. It is Because it's, it's spouse, it's uh, friends, it's coworkers, sure. yes. it's superiors, Your people who work reports, for you. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a lot mm -hmm. of insight coming back to you. So, 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 so powerful. And so think, though, then of the heart, a spirit-directed coach yes. who pulls out from experience. Yeah. From knowing this person's personality, are they sensitive? How do I deliver it? Yeah. At times I've withheld it, and I have only given them the comments that align with their leadership development plan. I don't yeah. make promises that you get this or that. I just say, then I'll be the filter. Yeah. And so it's protecting that person's heart or their mind, and others just say, give it to me straight. Yeah. What'd they say? Yeah. The challenge next is, I know who said that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's anonymous, but they're guessing now. They're trying to right. because it gets defensive. Yeah. Well, but what it conflict? Yes. Conflict laden. Yeah. And what I love about ICCI is, you know, you've worked in the secular world yes. mostly. Yes. And then ICCI adds in that entire label, uh, uh, layer of the biblical love truth, it. the I Christian piece of it. And the other thing that I love about ICCI, um, just as we continue to build that, I think it's so powerful that we're saying, hey, we don't want these coaches going out there and just coaching on their own and, hey, see you later, you're right. certified, but really building this community yes. alongside us even yes. as coaches, as we're training, yes. but then we're also building people into this community to support one another. And what's really powerful about that, I think, is those coaches will be so, um, so undergirded yes. by support, yes. uh, peers, mentors, and Absolutely. really helping the world. I just love life coaching. Right. I got into life coaching 13 years ago. I was a mess. I wanted to go back to school. And I was like, I want to be a counselor. You know, a lot of people yes. build their career off of their own experience. Sure, so my, sure. my need is what I wanted to give sure. to other people. And so I wanted to go back to school. And then I realized it was going to take, you know, four or five, six, who knows how many years, because right. I was only going to be right. able to go part-time. I was working full-time, single mom. And then life coaching was introduced to mm -hmm. me. And so I said, well, that makes a lot more sense. And so I was able to go through the life coaching process. Right. So I was coached. And then I was able to go through the curriculum and be um, certified right. as a coach. Wow, if you want to talk about learning about yourself, go through that process. Right. That's one thing I would say to anybody, even if you're not sure you want to be an actual life coach, if you want to um, raise yourself up yes. and go to that next yes. level, go through life coaching for yourself. Absolutely. It, you learn so much about yourself. And so many courses. Yes. So you can be selective, just like this channel. You know, yeah. you can tune into different courses, different yeah. topics, things that are relevant, things that are important to me yeah. right now. Yeah. And then move toward just better relationships with other people yeah. and um, in many and, ways, again, come to know Christ more, better, new, or yeah. just improve, always yeah. improving, yeah. Yeah, I have two questions yeah. left. Yeah. Okay, it's time for the truth bomb. Truth bomb. Rita okay. Murray's, Dr. Rita Murray's yes. truth bomb. Yes. It's like 30 seconds, okay. heartfelt. What's the one thing that, you know, when people walk away, they're like, that's what Rita said. Mm. Be relevant. And it can be, okay, there you go. Yeah, be relevant. Okay. 
In today's culture, our digital world, it's so easy to run into conflict based on the times in which we grew up. Mm. And that's across the ages. I mean, so young people grew up digital, older people have grown up with no digital. It was, I'm not sure I would memorize the book of Philippians today if I were growing up Such at this time. Such a good point. The distractions, right? So appreciating and understanding and empathizing with the pains and challenges across the generations and being relevant. I have so many people that just want to check out. I'm just going to quit because maybe requirements are coming up at work, we're returning to office, I mean, all these things. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to, why? People need you. Mm. You know, you need to be present and be relevant. Or many grandparents I know are saying, no, nah, I'm just not going to do that. No, this is a way to connect. Stay relevant. Yeah. Let your grands and your great grands teach you the value of this. And don't shut them off. And whatever you do, don't tell them to stop using it <laughs> because that means they'll never have a job. Um, they won't be relevant. And so I think for me, the truth bomb is be relevant. Yeah. Stay current. Stay in God's word. And yeah. now with Again, tools like Women of Faith are using. It allows you to stay relevant. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, this last question may go right along with that. What advice would you give your younger self? Mm. So I go back, right, to that 21-year-old, and I'm so glad I went through what I did, and I know it was God-designed. I have encouraged my nieces, my nephews, to know yourself. Stop, take time, take assessment, understand your likes, your dislikes, honor and own what you love. And don't be concerned with the C's, D's, and F's. I mean, we get so caught up in the, oh, this is bad, and not look at, wow, look at what you like. Look at what you do. Look at your talents. Listen to other people. Ask them. But it doesn't happen when you're really young. Um, it, you, you have to become more emotionally mature. And so what I'd say to parents is expose your children to as much as you can. Yeah. I mean, I love seeing that you have a piano, right? Music. I think music is one of the things that can be so helpful to, to just see, is this a propensity for a young child? Maybe they've never thought about it. Or reading, or what is it? But yeah. know that, know yourself. You can do that much younger because why? God's planted in your heart right. a design. So if you know Him, you can know much more about your future life faster, and it makes all the difference in the world right. as to who you'll meet, what you'll do, and that you're walking in God's plan. And I believe my whole life has been that because of that defining moment, and God was sovereign over that as well. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being on the show. You're we can welcome. just keep going. Thank you for keep inviting going. me. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. cheering you wildly. I'm Thank just you. so excited for our newfound friendship. I am too. And the things that you're doing for Christ and such a high level, you're taking leaders to the next level right. of leadership. Right. That is so powerful, right. Real important. so needed. Thank mm -hmm. you for being on the show. Thank you. This show was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.